Okay, great. Uh, yeah, we were in the States, as Pastor Myung shared, uh, for the past about four weeks. And we got in last night, a little after midnight, uh, from a long trip. We left, what, Friday morning? Got in late last night. So we're kind of here, kind of not. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we see a timer, so don't worry. Uh, this is going to be good. Uh, we are full-time missionaries out here, Sky and I. Been married a year and a half, but I've been living out here uh, over seven years now. Uh, serving the orphans uh, here in Seoul, directing a ministry called Jerusalem Ministry, you guys might have heard of, uh, that serves the orphans. And because we are full-time missionaries, um, we live off of full-time support. And so every about year and a half, we try and make a trip back to the States to be able to speak at different churches and fellowships. And more than just meeting with supporters and seeing family, what God's really put on my heart ever since I came out here uh, is the college ministries. And um, I really came to know the Lord deeply during my time at Virginia Tech. I attended Virginia Tech from 2000, 2005, um, that range. And uh, I attended a fellowship called CCF. And we have a number of people from CCF here. Uh, And that was where I really got deep with the Lord. I encountered his Holy Spirit for the first time. Uh, And it took me a while to come around to the Holy Spirit, but I eventually did. And uh, God sowed into me deeply. And so whenever I go back, you know, Scripture says, freely you've received, now freely give. And that's always my heart when I go back. I want to sow back into these college students. And more than just sowing back into them, uh, we've been living out here for so long, and our vision is for North Korea uh, to eventually go there and to plant orphanages. And I just see among the college students so much potential and such a great calling. Because now more than ever uh, in, in the history of the world, College students have access to the entire world, to anything they want to study, anything they want to do. There's so much potential. And yet when I go to America, I find so many college students jaded, struggling with habitual sin, and just without much vision for their life. And so Sky and I went back. We, we, had, we met family. We did different things. But uh, just briefly, we want to share about a retreat that we spoke at. And it was at CCF, the fellowship where my wife found Christ and where I encountered the Holy Spirit. And grew up in. And so we are invited to be the speakers at this retreat. I know some of you guys prayed for us, and your prayers are powerful and effective. It brought a lot of peace in our hearts knowing we had the covering of the church behind us. And uh, CCF is basically the Asian Fellowship at Virginia Tech. Uh, and it's grown. When I was there, it was probably about 80. Now it's about 150. But these students, you know, they're. they're there's a lot of worldliness, I guess, uh, going on in there. And so when we went back to Virginia to preface the retreat, I was reading a book called The Cross and the Switchblade. And uh, it's an old book from when my dad was like five years old, really old. And uh, yeah, my dad's old. Sorry, dad. And uh, it's about a guy that was from this small town in Pennsylvania. And uh, he was led to give up his TV and instead spend his TV time praying. And what he ended up doing was he would pray from midnight to two in the morning every night. And after a year or two of doing this, God put a crazy call in his life to go into downtown inner city New York and minister to the gangs there. And uh, it's a crazy book, amazing testimonies. He basically set up a center for youth that are addicted to meth and heroin and other drugs, uh, which usually you can never get off of. And one of the things that stood out in the book was the power of the Holy Spirit and what he noticed among those that would come into his center uh, to to get over their drugs, to get it out of their system, those that had the highest rate of success. And this this means they didn't just get healed of the drug for for a few years, but for about five to seven years, they're completely clean. Um, 
out of those uh, youth that got healed, almost all of them said it was when they got baptized by the Holy Spirit. It was when the Spirit came upon them, that's when the addiction was completely broken off of them. And if you guys know meth, uh, that, that's a drug that they say you, never gets out of your system. Uh, but people who encounter the Holy Spirit, he makes them new. He makes all things new. So God was ministering to me through that book and really encouraging me. It's got to be the Holy Spirit, this retreat. These students need an encounter with God. They're jaded. They need an encounter. And what was cool is we met with the staff, this one girl named Cindy, before the retreat, and uh, along with the praise team. And I was just sharing my heart, and I began to share about that book. And when I mentioned uh, the 12 to 2 a.m., the staff member, she just started weeping. And she had called the fellowship to do a 21-day fast of just kind of like Lent, setting something aside for the Lord, extra time to pray. And what God had put on our heart was to pray from midnight to 2 in the morning every night during those 21 days. And so that was really beautiful. So we saw God's Spirit working. Well, we got to the retreat center. It's in West Virginia. It's about four hours away from Virginia Tech, hour and a half from where we live, Northern Virginia. And uh, the registration is 6 to 8, and the service was supposed to start at 8. Can you guess when the students started to show up? About 8.15, 8.30. So we started service a little after 9. I got up to preach around 10 o'clock. And uh, it was late. And out of the 150, only probably about 105 students showed up. There was 122 total. But that includes some of the staff and, and uh, people we had recruited to pray with us. And so these students, as I was preaching Friday night, it was like hacking through weeds. That's how it felt. I mean, I'm just going at it and preaching and sharing my testimony and just speaking life. And I couldn't feel the presence of God at all. During the worship, you couldn't feel the presence. Um, It was a bit frustrating. Uh, I just went at it, though. And uh, at the end, I I gave an altar call for rededicating your life to Christ. About 17 responded, and that was good. Um, but both Sky and I just holy dissatisfaction. And, uh, we, and what happened after the service really summed up that night. A girl came up to us, and she was really looking hopeless. And she was like, can you guys pray for me? And sure, she sits down, and she just starts sharing how distant she is from the Lord and how she's been in this relationship on and off, and, and it's been really bad for her. She can't stop thinking about this guy, and she's just hopeless. And so we do our little healing deliverance you know, thing with her, and, and we're praying for her and leading her through it. Um, but her prayers are completely lacking faith. There's almost no faith, and there's desperation and hopelessness. And by the time we end praying for her, she looks almost worse than before. And, uh, and we're like, hey, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. That God's going to show up in this retreat. I want you to be asking. I want you to open his heart. He's going to encounter you. And, uh, you know, we had her go, and, but we're just like, come on, God. And uh, we went to bed that night, and I woke up in the middle of the night after sleeping maybe an hour, hour and a half. We got to bed about 2, service ended so late, and um, I got intense stomach pains, intense stomach pains. And to the point I had to get out of bed, and uh, I was just on my knees and praying for a bit. And I felt a lot of stress. There's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. Sky was getting some of that as well. We just had to pray through it. And in the morning, we got up together, and we just came in agreement. Look, this is going to be an amazing day. God's going to show up. We're going to see transformation. And uh, that morning, Sky shared her testimony. Um, she shared a similar message to what she spoke at Hillside in January. Um, but, man, uh, just a greater anointing and uh, just a greater smoothness. My wife, she's, she prayed that this year she would get to speak six times. I think she's now five times. She spoke four times already. And... Uh, and she was just flowing to the point where she was like going on tangents, but it was really by the spirit. And uh, it wasn't like this, you know, I got to keep to this rigid order. That's how a lot of speakers first do. 
she was flowing. And you could see some hope rising in the room. Praise was a little different. Afterwards, we did a call for unforgiveness. Some people were sharing. And once you know it, the ex-boyfriend comes up to me from the girl the night before. Same thing. He's like, hopeless. I can't stop thinking. Uh, you know, I can't feel the presence of God. What are you doing? And uh, I lead him through the same prayers, but not, you know, he's still hopeless. And I'm like, come on, God. And so I keep speaking to him. And then he suddenly broke. And he just started weeping, and he knew he needed to forgive her of certain things, and he was able to do that. And uh, God was doing a healing process in both of them. But uh, it was kind of the, you know, just, just to sum up the weekend, that's what we were dealing with. A lot of worldliness, a lot of promiscuity, uh, a lot of just hopelessness, no expectation. And we heard this later during the testimonies. They're all sharing, yeah, I didn't come with any expectation, just want to hang out, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And uh, so we did a seminar in the afternoon. We had some rest time. And then at night, uh, it's like, all right, you know, here we go. And uh, praise was good. I got up and I spoke on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I shared something that I heard from a, a message by Alan Hood that really blessed me about how Jesus, uh, John the Baptist came to uh, prepare the way. He was a forerunner to Jesus Christ. And he was supposed to exemplify what Jesus Christ would do. And he only used one word to describe Jesus. And it's in all four Gospels. And it wasn't Redeemer. It wasn't Savior. It wasn't Son of God. It wasn't Shepherd. It was Baptizer. He will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And we call John the Baptist, not John the Apostle, not John the Prophet. Call him John the Baptist for a reason. And he exemplified Christ, that Jesus was going to come and touch us with his fiery love, with the power of his Holy Spirit, and make us new. And so I share this, and I just started sharing testimonies. I shared Simi's testimony. I shared uh, other people's testimonies, uh, testimonies from our trip to Myanmar, to Nepal. And it was cool because as I was sharing, you're seeing kind of their eyes do this. And they're starting to get this hope. And for some of them, they've never known the Holy Spirit. And so it's kind of like, hmm. But they're like, wow, I want that. And you were seeing that in the room, this hunger arising. And uh, after I spoke, I had the praise team come up, start leading worship. And I had about 11 of us on the side uh, about to go out and pray. And we we're waiting. And then the spirit prompted us. We went and it was gradual. Uh, started praying for people and, you know, we're not seeing so much. But then as we were praying, suddenly people started to get hit. And that girl from the night before that was Miss Hopeless, she gets knocked on the ground and is just laughing, laughing, getting touched by the Holy Spirit. And uh, praying for other people, and, and people are, are getting the gift of tongues. People are crying. People are telling me, I, I just heard the voice of God for the first time. And you're seeing their countenance change. You're seeing shifts in their hearts. Uh, it was really beautiful. And, and my wife, she was doing H&D left and right. All these girls coming up to her with all their stuff. And uh, she's just one after another. All right, let's sit down. Boom, boom, boom. You know, taking them through. And uh, we prayed until about 2 in the morning. And it was interesting because, you know, when you minister like this, I was exhausted by the end of it. I hadn't slept the night before. And somebody's like, hey, could you go pray for that guy over there? Uh, he doesn't know the Lord. And I went to pray for him, and he said no. And uh, I said, well, well you know, if, if there's anything I can be praying, what, why, why are you here? And he's like, I want to know the truth. And, uh, and he's like, could you talk to him? And I'm like, I'm spent. You know, it's like when you're praying for people and you're not making any sense, like God, glory. And uh, so I, I went over and uh, I, 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 there was Gatorade there. I needed some Gatorade. And so I got some. I was like, all right. You know, hey, man, what's your name? And, and uh, he told me his name. And, and I said, hey, can I just pray for you? And he's like, okay. And I start praying for him and I got nothing. I'm just like, I'm doing like, you know, God, I thank you for his character and his personality and for how you shaped him. I thank you for how you designed him. And, 
And uh, I'm just, I'm doing my best. Like, I took a moment to pause, uh, trying to get something from the Holy Spirit, and I'm just praying in faith. And I pray for him, and at the end of the prayer, he looks at me, he's like, how'd you do that? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, you paused at the beginning. What were you doing? And I was like, well, I was listening to the Holy Spirit. He's like, well, what you said was spot on. You said, you said words that were so, you know, I'm an interior designer, and you said design. And you were talking about, you know, the, the personality. And you're saying other key words that I said, and it's my, like, bleh. And, uh... <laughs> And it was awesome, you know? That's God. And it's really not by might, not by power. It's by His Spirit. And I knew even that night, my words at that retreat, I could teach them all sorts of fancy doctrine. They need an encounter with God. They just needed Him. And uh, so the next morning, we had some testimony time, and, and some of the different people shared. One of the girls that, you know, the, the hopeless one, she shared about how God was hitting her. And, and so she hit her with joy. And then it was funny, she got back up later, and another one of our altar ministers went to pray for her. And as she was praying for her, the girl said, and I just felt like God was saying rest, and I just fell forward. And Sky saw it, like the girl praying, and she's getting ready to catch her from the back. And the girl falls forward, and he's like, ah, you know jumps and gets her and uh and then the next person comes up and it's a guy he's this big guy and uh and he's talking really like you know uh, i came to the retreat no expectation i didn't really want to talk to people and blah 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 but then you know during the altar ministry um that girl that shared she fell on me and uh i i was i was like this and i was just praying and god's peace hit me and <laughs> I, I didn't want to move. And so I was just like this. And then she fell into me and I, I went like this. And, and I just stood this way because I didn't want to move. And, and so he was like this all night. He was just like this. And, uh, and then he's like, to sum up the retreat with one word, it would be revival. And then, <laughs> it was awesome because... So many people judge revival by, oh, there's healings, or oh, there's salvations, or oh, that person's like getting hit by joy. But, you know, some people don't, don't shake, or they don't, they don't get touched, and me, me included. And so he's just like this, and that's revival. He was getting touched by the Lord. And um, another girl shared she had come to the retreat center uh, years before, and she was just growing with the Lord, but she was sensitive to the Spirit and sensitive to evil spirits. And basically, she was seeing demons at that retreat center, and it was freaking her out. She had a lot of fear issues, and that's what Satan will often do, people with fear. And um, often what, what Satan will try and do is try and take away what God's actually wanting to gift you with. And so people that are sensitive to the spirit will often get encounters with fear because the devil doesn't want them to really walk in their gift. He wants them to shut down. Well, she came to the retreat center, and she was nervous. She said she prayed over the center, but she said on Saturday night, uh, right before we went to minister, she saw 11 angels standing where the altar ministers were. And I don't know the exact count, but when I counted by hand, it was 11, uh, 11 of us that were going to go pray, altar ministers, okay, not students, that were going to go pray and lay hands. And then she saw a girl that was getting ministered to by the Holy Spirit. She was on the ground, and the angel was over her, uh, just ministering to her. And uh, that was really beautiful and really encouraging. And uh, other students had uh, cool testimonies of, as well of just being renewed, of having hope like never before, experiencing God like never before. And, uh, and so we sent them back to Virginia Tech. Just, you know, go walk, walk in this, walk in the word, walk in prayer, continue to meet, continue to testify together. And we know God's going to do amazing things through them. Is there anything you want to add? I have negative five minutes to speak right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> no, um, 
And when they prayed for us at the end of the retreat, they, you know, gathered around us and about, I don't know how many of them just prayed for us. And I could just feel so much power and authority in their prayers. I just felt the presence of God and I was crying and shaking. And I just was like, wow, these are really warriors that are being raised up in Virginia Tech and, and in Virginia. And I knew that the things that had happened there, it's not just a spiritual high. It's not just a this but that they it was impacting them for their lifetime and they're they were forever changed and just one thing i wanted to mention was another cool thing was uh some of the walter ministers that we were asking uh to come minister with us they were uh, sons from afar and uh actually and all and a lot of alumni from virginia tech as well and it was really cool that god was empowering them through this time of ministering themselves that they were really walking in that sonship and walking in that inheritance of new philly even though they've never been to New Philly, um, you know, they visited a few times or whatnot, but they were just sharing with us afterwards that, wow, you know, that didn't just uh, bless the people that we, we were minister, ministering to, but that really blessed me to be able to walk out in that sonship that I've been always hearing about. I've always been learning about, but I've never got to really walk it out. But they were able to walk it out in their leadership and in the, you know, anointing of the Holy Spirit. They were just able to go around and minister to every single students and it was empowering them as well so i thought that was really cool and also the first night what really felt kind of made me feel a little trapped was that they there was no freedom of worship uh, in the place and it, it really hit me and it was my prayer that i would be able to that god would set them free that we will be able to see extravagant worship in that place uh, at, the, at the retreat center because kids are just, you know, like they're worshiping like this. And, you know, I just felt like there's so much more that they wanted to give to God through their worship, but they were kind of boxed in. So I just kept praying and praying. And, man, on the third day, I was so happy because we went book wild. We <laughs> just crazy on the third day because, uh, yeah, they were just experiencing so much freedom and so much joy that they were jumping around doing like weird dances. And I was just like, wow, this is what I was praying for. And I really missed uh, New Phillies. Uh, worship time while I was in the States and that was just like a glimpse of New Philly worship like extravagant worship in CCF so yeah that was one of my biggest highlights can I have the college students stand up I just want to pray for you guys college students just stand up where you're at where you're at this is your inheritance even those of you who are just new to the church especially those of you who are new to the Holy Spirit or new to just some of the stuff that we're talking about it was new to me when I went to college, and uh, God opened me up to it through the Word. And, um, you know, here at New Philly, we don't just, we're, we're doctrinally sound. We're strong in the Word of God, and this is a safe place. And uh, God has transformed so many lives in this place, and he's going to transform your life as well. He's going to touch you guys. And that calling that's on Virginia Tech, upon that fellowship, is on you as well. And uh, just the fact that you're out here. It just shows that uh, God has a calling on your life, and he wants to move you around. He wants to send you somewhere and, uh, and work in you. So let me just say a prayer for you, and then Pastor Christian is going to come up and preach. Heavenly Father, we just thank you uh, for these college students, and we thank you how great is their inheritance. I thank you, Lord, that out of all, Lord, the thousands of years that this world has existed, you chose for them to be born at this age, at this time, where there is a freedom to dream, where there is a freedom to study what they want and to go wherever they want, God. I thank you that just with a credit card and a passport, they can go almost anywhere in the world. And, uh, Lord, I just bless, Lord, these students with even greater freedom because they have your Holy Spirit. They have you, God. 
And I pray, fill them up. Lord, release a holy hunger in them, Lord. Release a desire that if they're jaded by sin or if they feel just boxed in, Lord, that they will experience freedom in this semester. That they will experience freedom like never before, Lord. And you're going to release dreams. You're going to release visions. You're going to release a fire in their hearts, God, for the victims of injustice, for those that you are calling them to minister to, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless them. We thank you that they're family. We thank you, Lord. You set the lonely in family. That is your heart. And Lord, in this house, they are family. They are loved. At Emmaus, they are family. They are loved. They are precious. So we just set them apart for your glory. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.